Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast at First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Well, hello, everybody. It's great to be back with you today as we uh, start episode number three of What's Going On here at First United Methodist Church. Uh, my name is Corey. I'm one of the pastors here. And you are? I'm uh Pastor Katie, I'm the senior pastor here. She had to take a second to figure out who she was. I I don't remember who I was. You know, we just kind of (laughs) threw a little loop there. Uh, Maybe our conversation we were having before maybe just kind (laughs) of threw her off on a loop there. Or she thought I was going to introduce her, and I didn't. So either way. But yeah, Katie and Corey were here today uh, just to to go through what's going on this week. Uh, We're going to talk about the sermon this week, which was uh, The Presence of the Lord is in this place. I think I got the title right. Surely the Presence. Surely the the Presence, yeah. So uh, I didn't quite give it that uh, King Jamesy enough uh, title. Well, so. Um, I promised my mother that I wouldn't bring it up during the sermon, but I did not promise her I wouldn't bring it up here. But my mom's name is Shirley, and so I enjoy, if you know the movie Airplane, I the joke that, that yes. they do where, yep. Shirley, you can't be serious. I am serious, so don't call me Shirley. Yep, exactly. Uh, I promised her I wouldn't use it in the sermon, but that was, for me, my own little nod to my mom. See, I should, I should have known. So so surely the presence is yeah. in the, of the Lord is in this place and surely the presence of the Lord is in uh, this place right now with our conversation as yeah. well. So yeah. um, I do just give you a quick update uh, with worship. Uh, we'll still be meeting outside again this week at 10 a.m. again. Uh, if you are heat sensitive or any of those type of things, you know, you're more than welcome to stay home and, and participate in worship from home. So uh, if you know the songs that are being sung, sing them at home. Uh, when it's offering time, you know, get your check out and, and write that offering just like you would at church. If it's uh, the time of prayer, you know, be in prayer with us because we can feel your presence even though we're not together. Um, I know that when we were 100% online, I could still feel the presence of everybody that was worshiping from all over with us. So if you can't be here in the parking lot, you know, worship at home and worship like you would if you were here. Well, and one of the things we're going to do to try to help facilitate that is uh, by the end of the week, we're going to be sending out an email that has, it's basically going to be the bulletin and it'll have also the words of the songs uh, so that you can print it out and bring it with you if you're coming to the parking lot or when you're at home, you can you know, pull it up on your phone or computer and have that with you so that when we get to those things in the service, you can participate in that way. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those things that's really been tough because uh, when we're inside and we, we can project words or we can use the hymnals uh, when we're outside, I have not figured out a good way to project words. <laughs> and and it, when I do figure it out, it is going to be a multi-million yeah. dollar idea that yeah. I'm going to sell to every church and, and, uh, yeah, I think of any capital campaign things we'd ever need here, we'd, we'd be able to fund it with just right. that project there. But uh, yeah. so be thinking of that. Maybe you're the person sitting out there today that has that idea of how we could project uh, words and stuff like that outside and still be able to uh, see them. So uh, that's that's going to be awesome that we're going to get that sent out. So um, with that email, will that be coming from like the normal church email address that Lisa uses now, firstumc yep. at iw.net? Yep, uh, it'll be, uh, Lisa will be sending those out. And so if she has your email, I think she'll be able to put it on um, 
on the list. If you are not sure if she has your email or if you have a specific one that you would like her to use, just shoot her an email to make sure that you get on that list so that you can get those worship order emails. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, again, I know a lot of us, we change our emails, we change our phone numbers, and some of those things can get lost. So it, it would be a great, this would be a great time just to update your contact yeah. info. So um, you can do that. Like Katie said, you can either send it to her uh, via email through the church, or you can go on the website and just fill out one of the connect cards again. And you can, yeah. you can do it just that way. And we'll have all your information uh, that way as well. Um, that's really the big um, kind of what's going on right now. I know this week our church council is going to meet. Uh, we're going to start talking about what uh, our COVID phases will probably look like. Yeah, we. Uh, I guess we're going to maybe kind of look at it as our path forward. How are we going to move forward uh, into the fall uh, and what what our ministries are going to be looking like, how we're making decisions. And so that's really kind of, we're, we're taking those steps forward this week. And so after this week, we'll start to know a little bit more, but it's just going to take some time to be able to think through kind of all of the facets of ministry and how to make sure that we're keeping people safe and we have the right people at the table to make those decisions and so we're so grateful for all those who've been kind of investing a lot of time into that already we just want to have a more um, broad and kind of organized effort moving forward so that everyone is on the same page and that uh, we're doing things in the way that's going to be the safest and most meaningful for our congregation yeah absolutely so um, my request to all of you this week is to be in prayer for our leadership team as they as they meet and go over these things. I know we each have kind of our own opinion and our own ideas of how things should look during this. And really for us, it's going to be how do we put put those things to the side and really look at how we come together and the common good to, to again, uh, be together in worship because we want to do that, but we want to do it safely yeah. because you know, that's that's what we're called to do is, I mean, do no harm. Right. And John Wesley said, do right. no harm. Do no harm. You know, and so we don't want to, to put anybody in harm's way by bringing people in too soon uh, or maybe even being outside too late. Yeah. Um, so, so that's just be in prayer for those folks as they make uh, those decisions and the discernment that goes into that. And it's not going to be taken lightly. It's a, it's a lot of, a lot of weight is put on those folks. So yeah. be in prayer for them this week. Yeah, thank you. Um, so let's kind of dive a little bit into this week, which we talked about. Uh, we talked about Jacob and Jacob goes yeah. and And my one of my favorite things about that scripture and that passage is, is he lays his head on a rock. And I kind of think about that. and I'm like, who who lays down to sleep on a rock? <laughs> You know, I complain if my pillow's not just right and everything like that. So that was always like one of those little nuggets. <laughs> when I think about like the first couple times I read that, I'm like, I just thought of it weird. I'm just like, why are you laying on a rock, man? But yeah, it probably wasn't the most restful sleep. Right. <laughs> and, and, and then you throw in everything that's going, oh, excuse me, everything that's going on in his mind at this time. Right. You know, and so it, it was a lot. Do you guys want to just dive a little deeper? I mean, you talked on Sunday about what kind of led us here with Jacob, um, what he was, re- you know, why he was having such a restless time there. Right. I mean, so Jacob is on his way from kind of where he grew up with his family to his uncle's family because uh, his mom, Rebecca, who's Isaac's wife, she is, Jacob is her son. Like she has twin boys, but Jacob is hers. Uh, he- Esau was... Uh, Isaac's son, <laughs> uh, you know, you don't want to say as parents that you play favorites, but Rebecca was pretty clear that Jacob was 
he he was a mama's boy. If if there was like the biblical definition of a mama's boy, yeah. he is it. Yeah, and she and she was a schemer. She she was gonna make things happen for him. And so you know they had just gotten done tricking Isaac. Remember Isaac was losing his sight, and so they had uh, Jacob put on furs to mimic Esau's hairy arms and have Jacob make what Esau would would hunt and all of this stuff just so that Jacob would receive the blessing of this covenant promise that God had given Abraham and then to Isaac and then now to Jacob. And so Jacob is coming off of all of this. He succeeded in that. Now he's got to go get married because the covenant is you have to produce heirs. Right. And so his mom was like, you're not marrying the women that round here, which Esau did. Esau had already married two Hittite women. And when he heard that, he actually went out and married another family member <laughs> to try to like get back in good graces with his parents. And it didn't work. Um, but she has sent now him off to, you need to go find a wife. And this is all on you now. Like right. this whole covenant is now on your shoulders. Yep. And I don't think Jacob had ever probably been given that sort of responsibility before. Yeah. Well, and you kind of think about how, how Rebecca was with uh, how she babied him. Yeah. I mean, she babied him a lot. Right. And so then now he is out here on his own. And, and I can think about that as, as being a parent. And, man, I don't want to baby my kids so much that they can't make decisions on their own. But at the same point, you don't want to kind of leave them out to, to kind of wander <laughs> And so it's a, it's a really it's a really tough balancing act and you know that family I mean when you talk about dysfunctional families <laughs> yeah pretty much anybody in Genesis probably would fall yeah. under that category and, and, and so <laughs> you know just a just a dysfunctional family and yet God had put such a blessing upon them that it just really makes me think to myself um man, as messed up as I can be and as messed up as my family is, I'm like, wow, what, what will God do in and through me and my family? So right. uh, just kind of an off piece there because the, the students that will be watching this, they know one of my absolute favorite things that I love to teach on is on Jacob and Esau and their <laughs> sibling rivalry and, and yeah. how and how they were fighting in the womb before they were even right. born. Yeah. I mean, so there again, more dysfunction. I mean, what what a dysfunctional bunch that was, but... Uh, just amazing. And so then Jacob, he does finally fall asleep. And then what happens? And then he has this vision. He has this dream of this staircase, ladder, ramp, who knows, uh, that is going from where he's laid his head up into heaven with these angelic beings going up and down and God at the top of it and God speaking to him. Um, and basically the content of that speech is that covenant renewal. So the same covenant that God made with Abraham, God is now saying, you know, you received that blessing from Isaac. Now I'm going to back it up. Now I'm telling this to you. And I think that's really an important piece because as we've just discussed, Jacob, like he tricked his way into this and God could have been like, uh, uh, not you, but God said, you know, I know how you've gotten here. I know who you are and I'm still going to use you. Yeah. You know, I think that's huge. That's amazing. And to me, really, when you think of, uh, for me, if when I visit with folks and, and maybe they may be at that low point and they're like, man, I don't know how I got here. I, I got here the wrong way. And yet God still can say, hey, I know what you've done, but I still love you. Right. I still love you and I'm still going to use you. I still have great plans for you. Yes. It's just 
that's just such an amazing piece. And I, and then you think about with Jesus, I mean, to, to give his son Jesus for us just continues to show that love. And it's just, it's amazing. And it's one of those things that just gets me about it's so it's it's hard to believe sometimes that somebody could love you that much that no matter what you've done, they're there for you. Well, and I think it's just so countercultural because right now we live in a time where, you know, people are just digging into people's past constantly finding, you know, if you have a flaw, then you're done. And God looks at who the person is and God um, embraces and says, I know that you're not perfect, but that's okay because it's it's me who's going to accomplish this in you it is not up to you to do this it's up to you to let me do this in you Um, and so I think that's a really powerful thing and I think about people who you know sometimes find themselves at a worship service and they don't know why they're there and then have that moment of like you know well I came not you know because so-and-so made me come or whatever because there's donuts (laughs) that I never did that no that's not me at all but um but God still says, you know, I know how you got here, but that doesn't matter. What matters is you are here and it, I'm, I have a purpose for you. Yeah. Like there's a reason you're here. And I really think that's like when we think about what hospitality in the church should look like. Yeah. Every day, every Sunday, it should look like that model right there. Like it doesn't matter like where you came from or what you've done or what you look like or why you're here. I mean, maybe you're, you know, maybe you're here because you need to talk to the pastor after the service because you need some help. Yeah. And that happens. Um, but God doesn't care. He's in, and we shouldn't care. We should just wrap our arms around those people and just embrace them and say, thank God you are here yeah. because we, we have a message that you need to hear today. God has a message you need yeah. to hear today. Yeah. That, you know, I don't believe it's a coincidence that you show up at this time for this message and this purpose that, that, uh, God is, you know, I think it, I, I will say it over and over again. I think God is really, truly active in, in people's lives and God is doing things for people's benefit. And so, you know, I, I don't take those things lightly. I think that we have ample evidence that suggests that God is moving. Right? He's, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, which leads to the name of the, of the, of the sermon. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, he has to be in this place. And so a question that I kind of have for you is, um, first off, is is name a time or a place. You talked about those uh, thin places mm. uh, where, where you just know or you go because you know the presence of the Lord is there. You talked about Lake Ponce a yeah. little bit. And, yep. and so that's kind of one of those places for you. Um, where is maybe a place where... You you didn't think maybe God's presence was there as much, and yet it just completely sur- you know blew your mind and, and surprised you. So, uh, to be fair, he asked me this question right before we started, so I'd have a, a little bit of time to think about it. But the one that came to my mind is one that I don't really want to share because it reflects poorly on me, but those are the ones we should share. So, <laughs> um, when I was younger, I had a friend who lived in Indiana, and it was kind of outside of Chicagoland area, and I went to visit her like for my vacation, was to go see her. I think I was in my early 20s. And she was happy to have me, and that was great. But she said, "My, she worked for a church. She was in children's ministry, and she said, we are doing an outreach while you're there. So, you know, would it be okay if you just came with us? And I was like, great. You know, like I was working in church. Like, yeah, that would be great. I'm like, where are we going? She said, Gary, Indiana. 
Now, if what you know about Gary Indiana is from the musical The Music Man, that's not really helpful. Gary Indiana is also the birthplace of Michael Jackson, uh, but it is also has one of the highest violent crime rates in the nation. And uh, where we were going was in one of the worst neighborhoods of Gary, and I was not excited about this at all. And I said, you know, I could, I understood that they were, you know, wanting to be the love and light of Christ, but I was like, is it safe? Like, are we, like, why are we going here? Yeah. And kind of like regretting my decision to come when I did, but I went with them. And I remember we were driving in, we were going to set up at a park, driving in every house is like the windows are boarded up and everything is quite dilapidated. And I just, I just was like, this is going to go terribly. This is, this is going to be a terrible experience. Uh, I just need to survive. And what really happened was um, they were handing out backpacks. And you kind of think that, like, oh, I experienced God in the generosity of this church. But no, I experienced God in the people that showed up because um, it was nothing like what I expected. Um, and, you know, like, I really thought it was going to be, <laughs> like, this turf war type. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But, um but what it really was, and I think, you know, when I talked with my friend afterward, it's like, we don't go to those places to bring God. God is already there working. God God is there long before we are. We're just trying to jump on the train, you know? So for me, it was one of those moments of, personally, I don't know that that ever would have been a thin place for me, but um, but I was glad I was forced to go because I, I did see God in a place that I never thought I would. Hmm. So. It's, that's really that's awesome. Awesome. that's awesome. <sighs> it's actually amazing and it, it, it's so awesome that you shared that and then you topped it off by talking about how you know sometimes we think that we're bringing god to to them and yet god's presence is there he's there long before us that was actually in my notes to talk about <laughs> which is so great that you that you shared that uh, because, you know, I was going to tell you, know, one thing that when we talk about the presence of the Lord being in places, um, we, we always think of it being in church, you know, and you talked about how, yeah, we find that there a lot because we expect it. Right. Uh, we see God in those places. And, you know, when we go on mission trips and when I was in Haiti this last year was one of those times again yeah. where I was in that same kind of boat you were. And I'm just like why, why are we doing this? Or what are we doing this for? And it's like, man, just right there, just boom. God's like, I've, I've been here. I've been waiting for you to come and experience this because this is what you need to do to work in and through me. So you understand this yeah. to come back to us. And, and it's, and it's so important that you share, like you said, you're like, this is going to reflect bad on me, <laughs> but you know, we're as pastors, we're not these angelic beings that just float around and we we're like, perfect. We're, we're go back to Jacob. We're, we're flawed people who are just trying to, to do the best we can and and move on towards perfection. There's another John Wesley piece. Um, I do like a lot of John Wesley stuff. So you'll, you'll learn that as we go on. Me too. I mean, it's probably good. We're Methodist. Yeah, probably good. We're Methodist. Um, but yeah, just, finding God in those places where he's been and yet we don't expect to find him there. And, and really that's my hope that, that people continue to not only go to those places where they know they're going to feel the presence of God, but to go to those places where they don't maybe think they're going to find that presence or they're uncomfortable. Uh, Some of the biggest growth 
I, I know personally has been in those spaces where I'm super uncomfortable and I don't, I don't right. know about you. Well, no, I think God uses those experiences to teach us one about ourselves, but also, yeah, to help us grow and to help us, um, you know, look beyond what, what we think we know to what, what is real. And God's vision is so much bigger than any of ours individually. So yeah, those are, you know, those are good experiences to have, but they're hard experiences to have. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when we kind of talk a little bit about, you know, the blessing and the, the promise that God made um, as we kind of go on a little farther in the story. Um, it's just the it's just that foundation that I will I will be with you. And you want to just kind of talk about I mean, you listed on the sermon on Sunday, just the different. Uh, right. The other people that God had said the same thing right. to. Uh, do you want to just kind of expand on that a little bit or times maybe where you've heard God just tell you, hey, Katie, I will be with you. No matter what you're going through right now, I am with you and I'm for you and I'm going to keep being with you. You know, again, for, for me personally, those and, and it probably speaks to my own life experience where, you know, that is what hit me in this sermon, because to me, that is the greatest promise is that. I am not in this life alone, that, that whatever God is calling me to, God is equipping me, God is with me, God is preparing the way. So as someone who is itinerant and who's, you know, I was thinking about it, and the longest I've lived anywhere since I turned 18 was four years, and that was, I just left. Wow. And so, you know, like I've moved a lot and I've had to put a lot of trust that wherever I am going, God is there. God is with me. God is, you know, even if it's not the best experience that, that, um, God, God is using that to inform me in my life. And so, you know, that is something that, that I've been leaning heavily on. I would say in the last few months, especially as, you know, facing a transition in a pandemic and, you know, God, I don't know how to do this. Like, and, and what keeps coming back to me is I'm with you. Like, just just keep taking those steps keep moving forward keep doing what i'm asking you to do because yeah you've never been through this but i'm god i you know i've got it like and and kind of feeling that you know you have this weight of responsibility but trusting that um again if god is calling you to it god is going to equip you for it and god is going to be there and do what needs to get done you know so for me, I you know, it's probably, again, we preach what we need to hear. And so for me, that is the promise that I lean on in my own life. Awesome. Yeah, and there's, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out here today that, that is listening or watching that, that needs to hear that, that God God is with you. He's, he's for you. He's not against you. He's going to be with you through whatever you're walking through. And maybe, maybe it's a health crisis right now in your family. Maybe it's, you know, we live in a community that struggles with addiction, and we have a lot of folks that, that struggle with that. And God is with your loved one as they're walking through this addiction. God is with you while you're walking alongside them. No matter what it is, God's with you. Yeah. And that's the promise that every day when we get up, no matter what it is, if we can lean on that. Yeah, well, and I think especially now where we, we don't have the same um, – connections you know that we had before our community looks different where you know we have people that are super isolated right now to remember that you don't have to be here to experience God God is with you where you are you know God is with you in that room when you are under isolation when you have to quarantine God is with you in that hospital room when your family can't be with you like 
God is there. God is present. God is not going to abandon you. Yeah. And that that's, was such an important piece because you did talk on Sunday a little bit about, you know, I'm going to backtrack how, you know, we always expect to find the presence of the Lord in church. And so when we're not able to be here, you know, we talked about the folks who maybe can't come to parking lot worship and they're having to worship at home and they're, 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 uh, they're grieving that because they want to be in here, but to know that God is with them in that time of worship on Sunday morning at, at home or in the car or wherever it is. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to, to, to grieve not being in the building. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, it goes back to, you know, that's that if that is a place that you've experienced God before, then it's a special place. You know, I think every time, you know, where I look back on my life where God has really shown up or spoken to me, that is a place that is close to my heart. And 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 I and I do grieve those those places that I can't be right now or, you know, those experiences that I wish for other people than they can't have right now. And so, you know, it's absolutely okay and right to grieve, but also to remember that um, just because we can't worship in the ways that we have doesn't mean that God can't show up in what we're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So on my way back to work today, I'm listening to, to Amazon Music is running in my car, and I get the song The Blessing, which I don't know if you're familiar with the song The Blessing by uh, Elevation Worship and Carrie Job. It basically talks about this. The The song is almost the, is exactly what you preached on, exactly <laughs> what we're coming to talk about today. And I'm like, all right, God, hey, we know now that this was the right thing to do today. But it just goes back, and, and it just talks about um, that, that God – the the blessing was going to be for you know the generation and their children and their children and i just want you to kind of talk about a little bit about the as we talk to parents today um you know the foundation that they can set for their kids during this pandemic even though it's different you know and the blessing that they can pass on down that god had passed into them to their kids you kind of want to go there a little bit i'm gonna i'm throwing a lot on you because we can't and the reason this came up and I, and I thought of this as the song came out because we were having a discussion about uh, Sunday school. I was talking to Susan this morning a little bit about Sunday school and youth group. And now it's like if we can't meet the way we always have, how do the parents then share their faith with their kids and help lead them so that it goes from generation to generation to generation? Well, you know, and as someone who's come out of youth ministry as, you know, kind of the way that I, sorry, I just hit the mic, uh, the way that I came into ministry, even when I was, you know, having the youth in worship and Sunday school and youth group, that was like three hours a week, like on a good week that they would show up for. As parents, we are the we are the primary people that our children are looking to for how to approach the world and how, you know, our children mimic what we do the most and so even what we do in the church is secondary to what happens in the home as far as faith formation which is a scary thing to think about as a parent um <laughs> you know as we are working you know with my own boys about how do how do we set up those rhythms of faith within the within the home that you know what that looks like for us is you know we pray before we eat and we say prayers at bedtime and we talk about um you know Ben Ben knows the name Jesus, and he's two. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so much of it is 
however you are doing, living out your faith in your everyday life, just know that your children are watching and that that's that's what they're going to mimic. That's what's going to be normal to them. And so, you know, what are you doing? And as as we are having to shift our gears a little bit and what we're going to be able to offer, you know, part of what we can do is help support you in that. But also just remember that, you know, so much of what we do is is not is is just by living it out in front of our children and and showing them our faith by the way that we just are with it it's not a performance right it should just be you know natural this is who we are this is what our priorities are this is how we make decisions that they see that right yeah absolutely and and really you know and it kind of again it's going this is all kind of so you'll learn this about me as I, I like to take a little here, a little here, a little here. We throw it all in the pot and it makes a big batch of gumbo, especially <laughs> when I preach. That's kind of how it works a little bit. But I, I looked at this opportunity and as I thought about it more when I was coming back into the building was this is our chance as parents, though, to show that the presence of God is in our homes yeah, and that it can happen in our homes and it doesn't have to just be the church building. Um, again, I feel like we just keep coming back to the same thing that it's like, this building is important and it's a sacred place and it's, and it's wonderful to be here, but church just doesn't happen on Sunday. And it, it's still, God is present there. Even if we're not here on Sunday morning in this building, right? The church is, uh, well, how's the song go? The church is not a building. The church is not a steeple. The church is open all the doors and see all these people. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, I used to know. Yeah. The, I used to know the the hand thing. So. Yeah, it's it's about the community of faith, and we can continue to love and support each other. Um, as you know, again, as things are shifting, and it might look a little different, but you're absolutely right that you know. And I think it is a way for families to think about, especially if they've got these schedules that are so hard to kind of work around. How do we create time and space? within our own homes that that invites the divine to be perceived because God is there. God is already present. How do we see it? How do we feel it? How do we hear God and how do we create that space? Absolutely. And that, that even then goes and ties back to last week where we talked about the good soil that that even though the soil can be good, we load it with too much stuff and, and things get the the thorns and the weeds come in and take everything out. So I don't know if you had planned to to <laughs> piggyback week to week into that, but, you know, that's how God works sometimes. That's how God works. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe when they put together the lectionary, that's what the thought process was there. <laughs> <laughs> she should preach the gospel and then the Old Testament. And then the Old Testament. <laughs> I, you know, it, it, but it, I will say this. It was, it was really cool to have, um, to go way back into Genesis because a lot of times um, I know, uh, here sometimes in other you know, other churches that I that I follow, you know, we like to just stick in the gospel, and the gospel is so important. I mean, the gospel yeah, is, so, is rich. so rich, but we miss sometimes the nuggets and and the good stuff that's found back. Um, I find a lot of the Old Testament is really big screw ups, even bigger <laughs> screw ups than the New Testament. Yeah, yeah, and I think so probably Peter takes a lot of solace in the fact that so many. <laughs> People that God had called before had already messed up so and, many times. And maybe that's why I like to go back to the Old Testament because I'm like, well, that's the super screw ups and it's the little screw you know. So I'm like, I find where I fall on the line of screw ups here because, you know, that's kind of where it falls. But it was great to go uh, to the Old Testament uh, this last week. Where are we going this coming week? What are we? What are 
where are we using? Ah, actually, we're going to Paul's letters. We're going to go to the book of Romans this week. So, yeah, I'm really I'm taking wow. us all over the place. <laughs> we're going on a journey. And then, of course, in August, we're going to start a sermon series, which we'll talk about that a little more next week. Um, yeah. So we're going to. We're going to do that. We're going to kick off a, an outdoor sermon series, which I'm excited about. And, and that's kind of what's going on as we talk about the upcoming uh, Sunday schedule, what the preaching schedule is going to look like. And so, yeah, so this week we're going to go in the book of Romans, huh? Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite passages that I make uh, confirmation students memorize every year. So, All right, so parents of incoming eighth graders make sure your kids watch this week and they can get a heads up and a early start on memorizing romans eight thirty-seven through 39 all right see yeah. that's not even a very long one so that'll be fine with that one yeah until it's, you until you read it until you read it yeah until you read it. Yeah, it is now that i think about it it is yeah it's it's you know uh, and this is the long-running joke in youth ministry was when you make a, a student memorize a Bible verse, they all want to pick uh, Jesus wept yeah. because, you know, two words, the shortest verse in the Bible. I, You know, I will say that in one of my first confirmation classes, because I always let them pick a couple that they need to do on their own. And I did have a student who picked that verse. And I said, OK, if you're going to pick that verse, you're writing me an essay about why. And he did. And it was profound of and why it suited him and why, you know, it was a good thing for him to remember. And it was just one of those where I was like, well, he showed me. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually, it, it, it is one of those where you like the smart aleck, like first initial response is like, oh, yeah, I can memorize this one. But they're like, if you really dig into that, yeah. like two words. I, I can think of maybe four or five Sundays that you could preach on just using those yeah. two words. So, Well, I mean, it, yeah, you can really dig in theologically of why he – well, anyway, that's – Yeah, a, that's, a, that's, whole another, that's a whole other podcast. We don't want to we'll, go we'll there. We'll save that one. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to get away from, uh, from surely the Lord is in this place because surely – I know. I told my yeah. mom I was preaching to her this week. I know. Surely. Surely. So if your name is Shirley, <laughs> you it's got for it, you. Shirley. Uh, <laughs> Well, surely that's going to wrap things up for us today. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, again, it's just been great just to uh, to sit down and kind of just go over a few of the bullet points from the sermon. And, and my hope and prayer every week is that something that we talk about speaks to you. And like I said, maybe you're a person that's been struggling with, with not being in the sanctuary, being able to worship, and where's the presence of God. Maybe you're a person that's in a place now where you're not so sure that God's presence could even be there. Uh, maybe you're just struggling walking through something and you needed to hear those words that, that I will be with you and I'm always with you. And, and so that's my hope and prayer that today that spoke to you. Again, um, if you're not on our connection list for emails, reminds, those things, please get with us. We want to put out as much communication as yeah. possible. Um, I think we both have talked about that we want to probably over-communicate. Right. And I want you to over communicate with me. If you think that I need to know something and that someone else might tell me, I'd rather hear it five times than not hear it at all. Yeah. So we're, we're really wanting to just have lots of good open communication with everybody and be transparent as we continue to move forward and, and go in those directions. So uh, I hope to see you all on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., either in person or online. If you do join us online and you're on the church site, 
Um, drop a note in the chat. Uh, this this week I was all alone. I didn't have anybody to talk to. Nobody chatted back with me. I saw there was people online, but <laughs> nobody talked to me this week. So you know, send a message and and we can visit a little bit during, uh, you know, before the service, even during the service. If you have something that comes up and maybe pastor says something that just strikes you, type in the prayer request and I'd be I'd be happy to sit yeah. and visit with you. Share with Corey your God moments. Yeah, share with your yeah, share with me your God moments. I I would love to hear those and and pass those along. But as we wrap up today, um I'm just going to close us in a word of prayer. And so let us go to the Lord in a time of prayer this afternoon. Uh, Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for this day. Thanks again for this opportunity to sit down and and just discuss your word a little bit more and discuss um, how you've worked in and through um, our lives and how you can use us to share that with each other and with those who are watching and listening today. Uh, God, I, I hope that this communication was able to go out and reach somebody who needed to hear your words today, not our words, but your words today, and that they will feel the comfort and presence of you no matter where they're at. Because, Lord, we know that you are everywhere. You go before us. You go behind us. You 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 are just you're everywhere, and your love is so amazing, God, and we just thank you for that. So, again, Lord, we thank you for the communication that you give us, the opportunities that you give us and all the wonderful things you've done in and through the ministry of the church. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, we will see you on Sunday. See you. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode of What's Going On. We look forward to seeing you in worship on Sundays at 10 a.m. in our parking lot or online at firstumcyankton.org. Have a great week. We'll see you soon.